the day the Lord has made. Welcome again to 5-Minute Devotions. My name is Jeff Kester. Today we're going to be continuing our walk through 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and as always, I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Am I not as free as anyone else? Am I not an apostle? Haven't I seen Jesus our Lord with my own eyes? Isn't it because of my work that you belong to the Lord? Even if others think I'm not an apostle, I certainly am to you. You yourselves are proof that I am the Lord's apostle. This is my answer to those who question my authority. Don't we have the right to live in your homes and share your meals? Don't we have the right to bring a believing wife with us as the other apostles and the Lord's brothers do, and as Peter does? Or is it only Barnabas and I who have to work to support ourselves? What soldier has to pay his own expenses? What farmer plants a vineyard and doesn't have the right to eat some of its fruit? What shepherd cares for a flock of sheep and isn't allowed to drink some of the milk? Am I expressing merely human opinion, or does the law say the same thing? For the law of Moses says, You must not muzzle an ox to keep it from eating as it treads out the grain. Was God thinking only about oxen when he said this? Wasn't he actually speaking to us? Yes. It was written for us, so that the one who plows and the one who threshes the grain might both expect to share the harvest. Since we planted spiritual seed among you, aren't we entitled to a harvest of physical food and drink? If you support others who preach to you, shouldn't we have an even greater right to be supported? But we have never used this right. We would rather put up with anything than be an obstacle to the good news about Christ. Don't you realize that those who work in the temple get their meals from the offerings brought to the temple? And those who serve at the altar get a share of the sacrificial offerings? In the same way, the Lord ordered that those who preach the good news should be supported by those who benefit from it. Yet I've never used any of these rights, and I'm not writing this to suggest that I want to start now. In fact, I would rather die than lose my right to boast about preaching without charge. Yet preaching the good news is not something I can boast about. I'm compelled by God to do it. How terrible for me if I didn't preach the good news. If I were doing this on my own initiative, I would deserve payment. But I have no choice, for God has given me this sacred trust. What then is my pay? It is the opportunity to preach the good news without charging anyone. That's why I never demand my rights when I preach the good news. Even though I'm a free man with no master, I become a slave to all people who bring many to Christ. When I was with the Jews, I lived like a Jew, to bring the Jews to Christ. When I was with those who followed the Jewish law, I too lived under the law. Even though I'm not subject to the law, I did this so that I could bring Christ to those who are under the law. When I'm with the Gentiles who do not follow the Jewish law, I too live apart from the law so that I can bring them to Christ. But I do not ignore the law of God. I obey the law of Christ. When I'm with those who are weak, I share their weakness, for I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. Don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do so to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what I what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself 
might be disqualified. Have you ever run a race or done an event that you haven't trained for? I know I have. And let me tell you, the results are not necessarily good. You see, I had signed up for this half marathon, and it was something I really wanted to do, and I started training for it and getting good, and man, my, my times were doing well, and I was getting the miles in. And then all of a sudden, my wife and I had our second child. And those of you who have been around babies know that they're kind of needy individuals, and they need a lot of attention. So as my kid needed me more and more, I found myself running less and less. And as time quickly approached, so did that half marathon. So the day of that half marathon, I decided to run it anyway, even though I'd put training pretty much on hold. Let me tell you, that was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do, is run 13.1 miles without a lot of training. It's not something that I would encourage others to do on a regular basis. Think about it this way. We are training for a race called life. How do we train? Well, as Christians, we need to spend time practicing, learning, doing all these things. We need to practice by reading our Bible. We need to practice by attending church and worshiping. We need to spend time in prayer, quiet time, spending time getting to know God, and then going out into the world. You see, so many people think we live, as Christians, we live for Sunday mornings, and, and we, that's the end goal is to get to Sunday mornings. Well, I'm going to tell you the opposite. Sunday mornings at church should not be the end goal. I look at Sunday mornings as practice, right? What happens in practice? You learn the game plan. You figure out how to go about playing the game, winning at life, going through whatever sport you're trying to do. If it's basketball, you're learning the plays. And that's kind of what church life should be. Your private time with God should be is figuring out what it means to be a follower of Christ. And then once you're out of that, when you're at work or school or wherever you're at, that's the game. That's what you're going out to play for. That's what you're practicing for. That's what you're living your life for. It's not Sunday morning. It's not your quiet times. It's not that. Those are the times where you're learning, where you're rehearsing, where you're practicing. And then when you go out into the world, that's when you need to put all that practice into action. You see, we're running a race, and we all want to win that prize, but we've got to be disciplined. You've got to train. You don't want to be like me and run a half marathon without any training. The Chicago Marathon happened around where we live uh, last weekend. And man, I, I look at those people, I'm like, man, I really hope they trained and weren't like me. For us to train as Christians, it's being in God's word. It's spending time in prayer. It's having quiet times. It's going to church. It's worshiping Christ, spending time with the fellow believers. And then, and then go out. 
and take what we've learned in those times and tell others about the good news of Jesus Christ and what he's done in our lives. You see, we don't live for Sunday mornings. We take Sunday mornings and we go out and live for Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the opportunities that you give us to share our love for you and our faith in you to others. God, please don't let us pass those opportunities by. God, I ask that you actively bring people into our lives that we can witness to, that we can be a light to, whether it's at work or school or maybe it's even at home. God, help us be a light to others. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Remember, you're a loved child of God. And how are you going to echo Christ today? We'll see you tomorrow.